Tema X Talk podcast. I know it's a tradition to start these kind of podcasts with a quote from a famous person. And uh, one quote uh, I have in mind which suits this uh, topic quite well. Uh, I think it was uh, some way, something around five years ago. We had a seminar and we, we had a discussions and a presentation about how companies uh, can make more and how they can be competitive in their own own industry. And uh, one of the presenters uh, ended his show by telling three main uh, main keys or main things that companies need to be competitive. And the three main things were one, invest, two, invest, and three, invest. And I think that suits very well to the topic that we have today. Hello Pema Talk listeners and welcome to listen our very first podcast. My name is Yuri Luhtio and I'm the application manager here in Pemamec and the segment I'm responsible for is offshore and process equipment. This podcast is organized as a part of the offshore and process uh, equipment theme week that we have been going on for this week. And for the uh, content that we have published during the week, you can go to pemamec.com and of course our LinkedIn channel to find the content there. Today we are talking about uh, how to make the trans transformation for from manual production to more automated way. And uh, first I will discuss with my uh, fellow expert Jonas Arela about the automated tank and pressure vessel production. And later on, it's also nice to have some comments and uh, ideas from uh, someone out of Pemamec. And uh, we will have as a guest uh, one of our uh, customers and partners, a company called uh, S-Tank. And the CEO, Mr. Preet Haldma, is joining us for the discussion uh, later on. And uh, with Preet, we will talk about, about the benefits of making the transformation to more automated production and actually what are the benefits from a customer point of view. So, welcome aboard and uh, and we will begin. So Jonas, uh, over the past years there's been a lot of talking about digital transformation and how automated solutions and technology, how they can bring new dimensions to pressure vessel manufacturing. I think it's safe to say that these kind of advanced technologies, modern processes and more automated way of doing things, they built a, let's say, ground and base for, for high constant quality and of course more, more efficient production. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, thanks, Yuri. It's, it's great to be, a, be here with you. And um, yes, yes, sure, sure I can tell. If I start from myself, I've been studying uh, process engineering in the University of Oulu. Yeah. So I know uh, quite much much about designing processes and uh, and uh, quite quite complex solutions. And uh, uh, basically, I've been working my whole 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 career as a process industry. First, designing processes pipe pipe systems with pumps and uh, storage tanks and some pressure vessels and after that in a customer interface yeah uh, talking talking with 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 end customers and uh, selling great solutions to there and uh, now I'm more more in the manufacturing industry helping our our customers to manufacture those pressure vessels yeah. and tanks more more efficient yeah. way so you know the pipes pipes and the tanks quite well yeah I would say so. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. So uh, when we consider, let's say, manufacture, manufacturing those components that that uh, uh, that are used in the process industry, what do you think uh, when when let's say those components need to be manufactured? And uh, of course, I would say many of those components are manufactured by subcontractors. But uh, if we think about their point of view. What is the let's say first step uh, when when companies start thinking about uh, making investments to production machinery? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, naturally, everything starts from a need. There, there should be some initial need need for for investment. So there might, might be some uh, changes in the markets or. Uh, incoming uh, customer orders, ongoing yeah. negotiations with different uh, different customers, and uh, of course for for investments, one of the biggest reasons is the secure the competitiveness in global markets. Yeah, because uh, if the project times are very long, markets are global. You can order pressure vessels from uh, uh, the other side of the world. Yeah, either. And uh, of course, uh, lack of skilled workforce is one one key point. Yeah, I think that's that's happening in quite a lot of industries. It's not only only this process industry. So yeah, there's huge lack of workforce and especially specialized workforce for demanding welding. Yeah, I, I would say it's it's not so media sexy to be a welder in yeah. these times or yeah. or assembler, yeah. even though they are strongly needed. Real good jobs. Yeah. For tough people yeah that's true yeah so uh, after the need need is identified and uh, then then it's of course the start of the investment planning yeah yeah and for that that point uh, it's good if you have some uh, uh, partner with good knowledge about in, the processes and, and the components yeah yeah exactly those those to hel- help you in in that phase yeah from starting from the initial layout planning and uh, uh, volumes the whole whole production line design yeah. yeah so it's not like focusing only on on one thing because if you let's say if you invest in the one machine it's of course it might be a very good investment but then you also need to think about let's say that in the future you you might be need to invest in something about let's say pre-phase of that investment or post-phase so mm. that you'll take take the big picture yeah. into, into account uh, let's mm. say all the time when you're making these kind of planning planning for investments yeah i would compare it, compare it to that if you uh, buy a house or Buy some stuff and spend two, two or four years and build a house. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like well, like the same thing. Yeah. Or if you are renovating your summer cabin or something like that, you start by doing something and then you you manage to do all the things that you wanted and then you are in the beginning and you start doing the same things. Uh, let's say over and over again when you have make made uh, let's say improvement and then you will see that okay i need to improve it once again or you need to improve something else also it's, yeah it's not concerning one thing mm. yeah so uh, if you start apart this uh, think about designing a whole production line or factory mm. you should have a clear idea of the over, overall goal yeah what are the annual production volumes of certain or certain type of products yeah. and design design the whole whole line from start to end yeah yeah i think it's easier to to let's say take steps to watch something you have some some goal you want to achieve and when you have that goal it's easy to think back like okay what i need need to make make it to the goal hmm. that that's a very good let's say point of view that define the goal first and then start uh, making planning how to how to get there that's yeah a very good point uh let's say if if when you have defined the goal and you you have some kind of idea of how to get there, uh, but then it's time to start thinking about how who can provide that kind of uh, solution or equipment or machines to help you get or help you reach that goal. Uh, what kind of capabilities do you think are important so that uh, that's the investment planning is done properly and let's say the whole let's say life cycle of that investment is uh, taken into account what do you think what are the let's say required uh, uh, features of the of the supplier or the solution provider yeah of course uh, you can choose to make make everything by yourself yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, as we talked talk some seconds ago. Yeah. So, uh, but it's all about the risk, I would say. Yeah. If you make all the design 
by yourself and buy one machine from there and from one machine from other, another place, uh, you cannot be sure that they are working as, as planned, as yeah. a whole. Yeah. But um, uh, for example, in our, our company we have quite, quite good knowledge about different uh, manufacturing processes and plants from uh, uh, 50 years of experience. Yeah. So uh, we can uh, uh, participate in the process from the designing phase and also the project phase. Yeah. Project phase and also we shouldn't uh, forget the life cycle services. Yeah, that is true because even though the machines work work efficiently, they need to be taken care at some point. They need some some cleaning and some uh, some maintenance at some point. So they're not even though they are very reliable workforce, they need taken care of also mm. at some point. Yeah. Of course, one thing I was thinking that if let's say if you can have a let's say delivery or supply of complete package from one one provider, but then of course, as you mentioned, the, let's say life cycle the service and something like that, so that you can have a partner also locally, so that you are not dependent on one let's say location of the world. As of Pemo, we have a quite hmm. uh, extensive, let's say, network of partners who can provide maintenance, uh, provide support, support for our customers. So I think that's a very good point to take take into account also. Hmm. And uh, also considering the risk risk factor, I think one of our biggest benefits is that we are designing and manufacturing all all of the equipment here yeah. in our factory in Loima and. Uh, uh, because of that, we have very good knowledge about the technology. Mm. We are developing it all the time. Yeah. And uh, there are some other suppliers who are just doing the integration. Yeah. And it's a bit different, but. Yeah. So you have a daylight warranty. <laughs> In the worst case, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then uh, let's say. The products they need to be manufactured by by the machines usually. If you want to be, let's say, competitive in the in the market in, in the field of in the field of process industry, uh, and then of course you can do everything manually. It's a it's a let's say option you can do. But then if you want to do it with machinery and with automated uh, technology, what would you say are the let's say in today's market or in today's manufacturing, what are the technological features that, let's say, the manufacturers are looking for and so that they can be, let's say, competitive today and also in the future? Mm. Uh, when I, I'm talking with, with customers, I think the one, one, one issue is uh, graphical interface. Yeah. It should be from this year, not from uh, 95. Yeah, yeah, that, that's very important <laughs> because today's people they are used to like uh, touch screens and very visual interface. And mm. they want to let's say use the machines very easily so, and intuitively so that you know what you're doing. You don't have to be a rocket scientist, to, rocket scientist, scientist to use the machines. Yeah, if you think about today's kids, they first start start to use iPad type of. Yeah. Things and after that they have to learn to use the mouse and the keyboard of the computer. Yeah, and then they can weld <laughs> with the automated machine. So if you can, if you can use a computer, then you can weld, weld mm. with the automated machines. Yeah, of course you have to know know, know about the welding process. Yeah, I think that's the let's say main thing that uh, when you are an experienced welder, you know how to weld. But then when we combine the automation and the knowledge of the manual welder then you get a very good and efficient package because mm. the automation helps you get a better argon ratio and the manual welder knows how to weld. So combining those two things, you get most out of, out of let's say, the one manual welder. Mm. You get more deposition rate, you get more welded wire in a day. Mm. And more, more production. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah, that is true. Mm. If you know how to use a computer or know how to use a mouse, then you're good to go. And of course, the welding knowledge. But mm. that's that's the main main thing that here in Pemangek we want to, let's say, make our machine so easy to use so that every, everyone can do it. Yeah. 
So if we think about, uh, let's say, the human machine human machine interface, that's a very important thing. So that, uh, let's say, people who are using the machine, they they want to work with it. But uh, then, of course, uh, when you have the machine up and running and you have the person using it, but uh, is that where the let's say partnership ends, or what do you think? What is the important thing if in when you're thinking about investment? Is it only to have the machine delivered to your production and then then everything should stop? Let's say the communication between the supplier and yourself, or mm, uh, I think that the, the partnership starts before the delivery. Yeah. It starts starts uh, as optimal way. It starts when the, when the initial discussions about the first project with certain customers starts. Yeah. I think uh, eventually partnership is like a marriage. Yeah. There, are, there are some ups, ups and downs, but uh, <laughs> the, the idea is go to the end until the, that that makes makes us <laughs> apart. So yeah, yeah, that is true. It it is the same uh, similarities are there. That is true. Yeah, but uh, luckily the the marriage is uh, is a nice thing to have, and the partnership is also. Yeah. And, uh, I think uh, we have some customers uh, we visit visit uh, regularly and uh, constantly together seek uh, next developing needs yeah. and actions yeah. and try to find uh, the best possible solution together. Yeah, and I think it's important to let's say have an open discussion and think about uh, let's say the future future needs. So not only focusing on the let's say today's agenda or what are the needs now. Of course, those are important things if you are thinking about, let's say, investments in a, in a one-year basis. But when you're thinking about five-year, let's say, making five-year plans or making 10-year plans, you need to think about what might be the technologies that, that arrive in a two years or three years regarding the manufacturing. Mm. And if you are, let's say, thinking about the future, okay, you might make a decision, okay, I will not make the investment now, but I will wait one year or something like that when the new technology has arrived. Mm. It, it depends on the on the situation, but having an open discussion with the, with the supplier about their, let's say, knowledge about the manufacturing and making making things together, yeah. that's a very important thing. Yeah, and also thinking, thinking about the future needs and possible development needs, if there are yeah. some some markets seen seen in some some kind of uh, product or solutions we could yeah think it together yeah in technical and also commercial point of view yeah, yeah if it's it, feasible or not yeah that is true so together some uh, like an evaluation is there that's is the investment reality or not mm. yeah exactly yeah and of course it would be nice to have a crystal ball in the corner and and check what what is happening in the future but you never know what will happen and sometimes life happens and uh, whether we want it want it to happen or not and of course we cannot predict or anticipate for every every possible situation but uh, I think uh, in in today's let's say business business world and especially this kind of process industry, it's usually project type of work. Mm. Uh, I think, the, let's say, the importance of service and long-term partnership and, let's say, combining the expertise of the customer and combining the expertise of the, let's say, solution supplier, I think that's a very, very important and very crucial thing to, to do in today's market. Mm. Yeah, and regarding the solutions, as you mentioned, it's quite project type of work. Uh, as a previous designer, I know that it's very hard to design two similar pressure vessels. Yeah, so you you <laughs> always have to make some modification yeah. and adjustments. So yeah, so you should have some flexibility in manufacturing equipment also. Yeah, so that's why you need to let's say think about a little bit to the future also. So not only focusing on on today's let's say mm. needs think about okay what might happen in the one year or in two years so if the dimensions in the in the components will grow a little bit or or something like that so mm. thinking about 
thinking about the big picture. I think that's a very crucial thing. Yeah, and uh, also I would mention the life cycle services. Uh, you have some critical production line. Yeah. Making some uh, boiler parts or pressure vessels with with uh, very tight tight uh, schedules. Mm. It's good good to have uh, some back. Yeah, guys who help help you out if if something happens. Yeah, and uh, also spare parts should be available. Yeah, so you have something something you can rely on if mm. if uh, if something bad happens. So if 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 uh, let's say if you have the machine machine down and you cannot do anything for it for let's say a couple of months you know that your project will be uh, how to say it <laughs> it's uh, it's cancelled or it's economical catastrophe yeah. at least yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you cannot have that kind of let's say thing to happen you need mm. something something you can rely on and someone holding your hand I would say yep Uh, okay, I think uh, we have gathered only to let's say surface of this kind of uh, process industry and and uh, let's say the automation for for pressure vessel and let's say process industry component manufacturing. But uh, of course, I think this was the first time we we had this podcast, and I think in the future we will we will hopefully uh, make make new new podcasts, and I think we can go even even deeper to the let's say process industry and also to the to the manufacturing let's say technology for mm. for that yeah. that kind of components but uh, i think now it's time to time to invite our guest so as i mentioned in the beginning uh, today we have the ceo of uh, esta company uh, mr Preet Haldman. Pema x talk podcast so uh Preet, uh Welcome to the discussion and uh, and uh, I would like to thank you for having a time to join us to this Pema X-Talk podcast. Uh, can you briefly tell a little bit about yourself and of course a little bit, a little bit about Estank to our listeners? Hello and thank you Yuri. Uh, thanks for inviting me. It's a really uh, I guess nice experience. Uh, I am Ritalma. Uh, as you said, I am the managing director of uh, Estank. Estank is a process equipment manufacturer. Uh, we are good at uh, making cylinder shape, uh, shape uh, metal industrial equipment. And, and I guess we are one of the biggest, uh, if not the biggest, uh, in our field in Scandinavia and in politics. Yeah. Uh, our Main products uh, are pressure vessels, uh, heat exchangers, and in marine scrubbers. Uh, we have about uh, 12,000 square meters of production uh, near Tallinn, and then there's about uh, 170 of us working here. Um, and last May, last year's uh, few years, we have made about uh, 25 million in revenue. I myself have been with Estank uh, only about three years. Uh, I came in as a finance manager, so I have a finance background. Uh, and then since uh, last spring, uh, I'm in, in a CEO role. So um, yeah, I'm a financist, but I'm uh, I think uh, myself as a a uh, person who gets by with the uh, humans also not only numbers yeah it sounds to me that uh, you you will have a quite a lot of experience uh, when we are talking about investments if you have a the finance background and of course ceo of company then you you will have a good knowledge about investments and how to make them what other let's say right kind of investments yeah well uh, Let's go. Yeah, uh, let's say the background of uh, of let's say partnership between Estank and Pemomek. Uh, uh, I think the first deliveries from Pemomek to to more automated way of production were uh, started from 2013. So then then we started our let's say partnership, and of course during these years we have had a good uh, let's say good deliveries, and we have we have uh, together. Uh, found found ways to make make those 
pressure vessels and marine scrubbers and other components more automated way. So we have uh, delivered roller beds, uh, column booms for welding, and of course welding positioners for for helping helping to get the let's say productivity leap in your production. Uh, yes. Then. Yes. Then uh, how you have, let's say, if we think about all those uh, machinery in investments, how you have identified what are the needs in your production? And uh, let's say, do you have some some examples of what were those needs that needed to be, let's say, ramped up to another level when you were thinking about investment, investing in new machinery? Yes, well, um... I guess uh, the last investment that uh, we made and uh, with a partnership with uh, Bemamek was just uh, just a few months ago uh, yeah. with the latest roller beds. Um, our investments uh, in terms of, uh, of equipment that uh, Bemamek is making is uh, mostly, uh, I would say, uh, to make our work more efficient and uh, more comfortable also, I guess. Um, yeah. As I see that uh, for the future and, and uh, in the past, uh, also the most efficient companies uh, are those who survive. Uh, let's say there's the workforce isn't getting cheaper by the time. Uh, in our region, I guess uh, the, the oncoming uh, flow of uh, welders and, uh, and specialized workforce uh, isn't getting bigger. So we need to be more efficient. We need to have uh, uh, more structured processes. Uh, although Estank is, and I think uh, if we stay in the business, will stay for some time as a, I would say, as a handcraft uh, factory. Uh, so we don't have standardized uh, products. Uh, so it makes quite a difficult to automate all the production. But yes, of course, uh, all the roller beds are are must be if we want to make uh, big pieces. Uh, that's just if we grow. That, that that's the machinery that we need. Uh, but uh, to make work faster, uh, everything that we can uh, use. And but I think it's uh, it's in our business uh, more general uh, also. And 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 the automation maybe isn't. Uh, really seen as a as as a classical way that it uh, it's thought of in industry if we thought about the uh, automated uh, production we think about uh, car production lines or or some production where a human hand doesn't even uh, touch the product so but uh, but for us uh, even the smallest um, machines, uh, welding equipment, uh, orbital welders uh, are the ones that are really giving the kind of extra efficiency and productivity to our uh, welders and, and uh, that can make a difference. Uh, are you competitive or not in this field? Yeah, yeah. so let's say if we summarize, so uh, let's say making or helping helping the manual welders, helping the manual, let's say, assembly guys, helping them achieve more in the let's say in an eight hour shift so yes, that's what exactly. uh, let's say the deliveries from us has has let's say gained or your gains have been those those two and, yes uh, it's, it's efficiency and as, as you said also uh, previously uh, we are really valuing uh, uh, a sustainable uh, way of, of working so people's health is one big part of that so yeah. if if you if you uh, make an environment for people to work and and uh, be healthy after ten years of uh, welding, not being in uh, awkward positions, and uh, that's uh, so that's important also, I guess. In yeah. long term, it's productivity also. Yeah, I think uh, I remember one quote that uh, it's important to let's say uh, uh, to. To the let's say worker that when they leave the workplace after the working day, they are at least equal healthy when they arrive to the work in the morning. So exactly, that's a, I think that's a very good uh, let's say quote quote to keep in mind. Uh, mm -hmm. Then of course, uh, when we're thinking about investments, there are different kind of factors that companies are let's say 
taken into account when they are making investment plans. And of course, the payback time is usually, I would say, the most important. But uh, can you tell a little bit about uh, other factors that affect uh, the investment decision? Is it? It's not only the payback time, but there are some other, let's say, factors that in fact uh, affected the decision. Um, yeah. Well. About the payback time, uh, at first, I would say that, uh, of course, it's important. Um, but uh, I think it's important to understand that uh, payback times are uh, based on some forecast. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and, and the forecast is based on assumptions. And you can always be wrong with that also. So you never know yeah. 100%. So, what we think is uh, other factors on investment uh, decisions, I guess the idea itself, I guess uh, ambitions, uh, some way uh, to be better, to uh, to develop. In some cases, it's 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 some some uh, concrete pain. So you, uh, if you know what I mean, uh, yeah. you see some operations not working, some solutions not working, some uh, somewhere uh, is so much defect. So you need to automate because automation will give you the quality also, I guess. And yeah. and and of course there's possibility. Uh, companies have a different uh, different liquidity positions. Uh, some of uh, companies have free cash, so they. Uh, search for the opportunities to uh, where to invest it some yeah. some uh, companies try to try to uh, get by uh, with as less of investment as, as they can so i think it depends um, but um, but the main thing what drives is i think need to grow need want to grow uh, need to uh, please its uh, clients uh, i guess the quality and also if the clients come to audit us or or come to visit our factory for the first time, I guess uh, you want to be modern. Uh, yeah. You want to be clean and uh, and so on. It's uh, as as you said uh, earlier also that at uh, th this you can't measure it all by just uh, in straight calculations. There's always some some soft soft spots that uh, that just Go with the business and with the development. Yeah, yeah. And uh, first time I visited Estank, it's it was an eye opener for me. It was very impressive, and the, let's say the looks and the feeling of the of the let's say factory. It was, I would say, amazing. It was a very nice visit. Yes, uh, I guess. But Jonas, uh, Jonas, yes. you had also something uh, you wanted to discuss with Plito. Uh, yeah, yes, uh, very, very uh, lightful uh, thoughts. And uh, uh, based on my knowledge about the industry, your company Estank has been a front runner in adapting new, new manufacturing solutions. And uh, it's seen, seen now in your position in the field. So uh, could you describe a bit what have been the key, key starting factors for you to start those uh, investment projects uh, from uh, 2010 or something, and uh, also from from there, if you have in other investment projects, what are the key key factors? Well, I guess um, historically it has been demand, of course. Uh, if you have the Volume. If you have the capacity, uh, then you need to have the uh, have the right tools for for that. Uh, in our uh, business, I guess uh, facilities are uh, also big investment uh, part. Uh, so if we need to or want to grow, we need to have more room. So these have been the biggest. If we take the company as a whole, are the biggest investments have been in facilities. So. It, and and if you if you make a new uh, factory, then of course to to really produce there, uh, we need roller beds with, in our business. So I guess it's it's kind of step by step. Uh, if we grow, we need, uh, have bigger 
bigger uh, factory and then we need machinery for that also um, and and um, with growth and with volume uh, you can start investing in in uh, more expensive uh, machinery let's say uh, welding tower uh, welding tower is quite expensive but uh, it pays back if you have uh, enough work to for it to have if it works only five percent of the time then then well it's difficult to make it work but if you have enough uh, enough vessels uh, for us I guess uh, we produce over 150 of them in a year uh, mm -hmm. so there's there's uh, definitely some that go under the every machine but I guess it's it's volume uh, and and growth and also if we have some clients uh, uh, who who come visit our companies they have some ideas they have seen something if we have visited companies uh, all over the world then if we see something we think about it think if it's uh, going to be uh, positive for our quality and uh, productivity uh, then we we have found the necessary finance to, to do those uh, developments. I have seen also in, uh, not in my, with my own eye, but uh, in video uh, that the, in one company doing vessels in Australia has, uh, I think, uh, much, much more uh, developed and automated uh, production as we have. But I don't know. Maybe they um, uh, are doing some standardized uh, products for a certain uh, uh, industry. So yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So by by investing in productivity and also quality, you have gained quite good competitive edge in in your field. I would say. Yeah. But I would like to believe that also, but uh, you know the competition is difficult and uh, hardened, and we don't, uh, we don't. It's not easy anytime. We we see that it's it's not necessary to to uh, to operate, uh, stay alive, and uh, earn some some profit also. Mm. Yeah, and of course markets are, are quite cyclic, so you never yeah. never know what happens. Exactly, happens, but it's better to be prepared. It's better to be prepared than the, if uh, speaking about automation, I guess the latest uh, situation in the world, the coronavirus, uh, has shown that those factories who are more automated are well, well better right, right now in, mm. in, in a situation. Uh, so the machines can can uh, keep working, and uh, you you need uh, one or two operators for machine, but but uh, to do that uh, work with uh, ten welders. So if you have a one one wire there, then your production line is off. So mm. yeah, yeah, that's the way. Uh, could you tell tell a little about uh, your latest machinery investment regarding manufacturing? I guess um, I guess uh, it has been the the roller beds uh, investment. Uh, before that, we have uh, uh, invested in in um, welding machines, uh, positioners, uh, orbital welders, more more like handy handy tools. But uh, but as I said earlier. Uh, still will give you the productivity i would compare it with with uh, having a screwdriver or a, or a power drill so <laughs> that's a good comparison <laughs> yeah. yeah i think uh, some years ago you you acquired from from us one assembly station also for pressure vessel manufacturing do you have some uh, practical experiences of that Yes, well, um, we don't have any uh, any uh, let's say hard data on what's the productivity shift, but uh, but again, as I as I said, uh, uh, it is as we see, uh, it is a must be to be competitive. 
to to make those uh, those vessels in in a competitive uh, hours in the market this is just uh, uh, the way to do it uh, and i guess uh, uh, for us if we have uh, more developments coming or if we grow keep growing uh, I guess we don't even think uh, doing the, those uh, those uh, vessels in a different way. Mm, yeah, so no back to traditional way. No, anymore. yeah, of course. Yeah, but I think we have talked quite, quite much about the machines. So, uh, and uh, we read, read with Yuri from your web page that you have uh, also acquired some uh, environmental certificates and uh, other uh, non-tangible investments. So, uh, could you tell uh, something about the importance of those those investments uh, related to other than just machinery and buildings? Yeah, well, um, there there are the intangible, uh, so to speak, but but in in investment-wise, they are still tangible, I guess. But uh, but uh, yes, environmental. Uh, thinking and uh, operating i guess it's it's a uh, it's normal uh, for us uh, how we think here in estank uh, it goes through our values uh, we if we um, acquire people uh, and if we have uh, job interviews this is also something that we uh, talk and uh, we think it's very very important uh, it's it's something how we operate day to day how we value uh, uh, work and and life balance uh, how our uh, people can go and uh, and to to make cost to have cost on on sporting uh, to have uh, we have a have a psychology uh, open time for all the all the people, um, but but it's it's something also like if we we just uh, put uh, the solar panels to our factory uh, roof, it's, it's mm. a tangible investment, but uh, it keeps our costs down for in electricity wise also. So so. I don't think that we are uh, gonna be successful just because of that. I think it's something uh, that's uh, that needs to be done. It's a new norm of doing business. Uh, yeah. Our client clients and partners, uh, of course, notice that. Uh, but in the end, uh, it's something that we think we just want to do. We don't. Buy all the all the contracts because of uh, who we are. Uh, out there, the, it's still quite quite uh, difficult, and uh, and we need to keep uh, fighting on on the, all the price levels. But uh, I think it's very very important to to be be happy what you do uh, and have the best possible per workforce. Also, I think it yeah attracts mm. good people and. Uh, I guess it's fun also. Yeah. Yeah, Im very important point of view also. Yeah. It's uh, not about investing in machines, it's only also investing in in other topics and uh, let's say having it as a standard. It, it's not an investment, let's say, like a yeah. traditional investment. It's like a basic standard. So uh, I, I would ha have one one uh, one extra topic, I would say, we started talking about environment, and uh, I'm a previous power plant guy, guy, mm -hmm. and uh, I've noticed that uh, there's uh, this kind of transformation going from uh, burning fuels to the more environmental friendly energy forms like hydrogen and uh, wind power and that kind of energy forms. So, have you seen that kind of transformation in in your business? already or is it coming i guess um, we are uh, 
our uh, vision is uh, to be part of building a more sustainable world uh, while creating uh, better lives. Um, and, uh, and of course, we want to be part of environmental friendly products uh projects uh with uh with uh, uh good good clients but uh, we see that uh, there are projects uh, let's say bioethanol uh, factories uh there are uh, let's say scrubber uh business is uh, related to environmental uh, norms uh, and um, but but i still the old uh, traditional mm. uh, factories are there also. Of course, as you said, waste to energy, energy plants uh, is, a, is a growing business for us. And uh, and the old old we had a case where where we just uh, uh, one one project was terminated uh, when the EU uh, new green deal was uh, was uh, set out. Then one of our pro projects was uh, at first uh, put on hold and then terminated. But it was related to the uh, Polish coal uh, electricity factory. So, uh, so there are some fields, uh, the most so-called uh, so bad for the environment, uh, that doesn't work anymore. And I guess uh, it's the same uh, Estonia as a, as a country has realized that uh, our energy has uh, been coming from oil shale for the fast, fast, uh, last years. But uh, we are looking for a, for a solution, uh, but only wind and uh, sun doesn't, doesn't cover it all. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you need to have something else also. So there's, uh, there's talks about the nuclear and so on. But, but for us, you know, uh, in last year, the biggest business for us was uh, pulp and paper factories. So it's not not really related to to that uh, energy as as uh, as a as a business. But yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, sounds to me like the let's say industry is transforming and changing all the time, and so you you have to be mm -hmm. alert all the time to to let's say know what what is coming and what is let's say going out out in the let's say media trend in the in the industry yeah i, I i'm thinking about it uh, so that of course i would like to be only uh, involved in in so-called environmental friendly products but uh, yeah. we don't have the luxury yet so yeah hopefully in the future yes yeah uh let's say as the industry is transforming and let's say new things happen all the time and i think uh if you think about uh, also the machinery, there has been new things at Estank. You have transformed more from, let's say, from manual welding to automated welding. Uh, what has been the, let's say, challenges in that kind of transformation? Do you have some examples or has, I don't think it's it's been easy way all the time, but there has been some challenges, of, of course, if we are. If we are taking a huge, huge leap in productivity, so. Can you tell a little bit about those? Yes, well, I guess as uh, as hard uh, it is to to say, I guess it's the management uh, shift <laughs> and and, yeah. and uh, all the all the uh, workforce related teams. Yeah. To to uh, for everybody to understand, uh, accept. Uh, adapt and uh, use it uh, as it the automation to be most efficient and the most productive so yeah so it's I think it's always uh, with the people is the you have to turn the ship so that the thinking changes so yes it's, it's something that's new uh, it's something that changes the way the people work. Uh, some people, of course, feel maybe afraid about their job uh, or their position. Uh, they need to do something that they haven't done before. So, um, but I think it's human and uh, yeah. 
And so that would be the uh, my answer to that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. This is my first time hosting a podcast, and it, I didn't get too, too much sleep last night. But <laughs> actually, it's quite nice. So maybe we will keep doing these kind of podcasts in the future, also. Yeah, it's, it's, as you yeah. said, it's a little bit frightening, but people get used to it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then uh, I think uh, if you are making uh, investment, of course you will have different uh, kind of uh, suppliers and uh, let's say offers from different companies for for the machinery. Uh, what do you think would be the most important features in Estang's point of view when you are, let's say, comparing the comparing the different kind of suppliers for machines? Well, I guess it's it's uh, not only supplier for machines. I guess it's su- supplier for everything and then uh, partner for uh, for every uh, aspect of business. Uh, of course, you need to be competitive in price-wise uh, in in business and in factories. You don't buy a like a design sofa to your living room. Uh, just uh, it needs to have a kind of kind of practical uh, use and uh, and yeah. price to it uh, but but as we see partnerships i guess uh, the communication uh, the training uh, the service afterwards is is very very important and you don't always get the best best uh, product with the lowest price so but it all comes with experience, and I guess that is why we we keep uh, keep ordering our machinery uh, from uh, Bema also, that uh, because the the cooperation have been uh, a positive experience. So we know that it's working. We know that we can get help. We know that uh, Bema uh, once a year we we go over our factory, uh, think together uh, how we can. Uh, make it more efficient. What we can do, what is uh, uh, in offering for uh, from Bema, and and um, I, I guess that's that's real, real partnership uh, as we say can say it. So yeah, the feeling is mutual. So we want to, we have liked liked the partnership, and we we want to help you and of course other customers to let's say make more and and be more productive and also. Also making making let's say making the world a little bit better place. Yes, and and, and if you think about it uh, price wise, uh, and here comes also the the investment return part. In if you would say that some equipment will uh, will uh, will cost you hundred thousand more uh, initially, but if you Let's say quite aggressively uh, put it on uh, on uh, on your accounting, and then they will give you the financial lifetime of five years. You will get the twenty thousand uh, euro extra cost in a year, and and if you have so much hours in year that we have, uh, then it's maybe only only fifteen minutes that you lose. Uh, with a with a cheaper uh, equipment in uh, in a day uh, that will give you and stop five uh, people's work uh, on that time. So the the quality machinery is the most important thing for us in our productivity. Yeah, keeping let's say taking taking in into account every everything when we when we are uh, making making those kind of investments so not only thinking about technology but thinking about the quality and and the future so those are mm. very important things things in in let's say investment planning yes and and i guess i guess we don't have uh, as as uh, developed machinery here yet but if you if you go in the go go in in by the years, I guess the machines are going to be more and more programmed. So that, as you said, uh, the programming will come into effect, 
uh, how easy the programs is uh, to to handle and and how easy the machinery is to use throughout the programming. So that is correct. Yeah. Uh, if we start to conclude things things a bit bit, so could you summarize what what have been the main benefits to you by automizing the production? Yes, well, uh, to summarize it, I guess it is uh, to be competitive, uh, to make quality products, to be efficient, to be productive, and uh, to be attractive to our uh, clients as a as a manufacturer also. Mm, yeah, very very important points. Uh, I think uh, you, you have been, as I mentioned, you have been a front runner in in this this field field, and there are, there are quite many companies who are still making lots of things manually and using using some cranes. But uh, uh, is it is it too late? Could you, could you tell some some tips to to companies who are still thinking about inv investing in production automation? What what would you say to them? Well, for our competitors, I would uh, not suggest anything. But, <laughs> but uh, generally, for the companies, I, I guess it's never too late. Uh, but if you have the means, maybe you have just uh, skipped the step and you take two steps forward and then go to the go to the next uh, most most uh, developed uh, solutions right away. So. But I think it it comes to 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 all the companies and uh, yeah, but the management have to be with the right mindset. Uh, mm. If you don't want to change, if you don't want to develop, then then it's okay to just uh, put the shop uh, close the shop and and uh, stop what you're doing. But if you want to mm. be in business and uh, and be in the business in ten years time, then I think uh, development and investments in machinery is a, is a must be. Yeah. Good. Uh, you you mentioned those 10 years, so uh, if you think about the future, what kind of uh, production machines you would imagine to have in Estank in uh, 2030? Just, just well, wild, wild ideas or...? <laughs> Very difficult because I don't really haven't figured out what this tank is going to be in 2030 uh, in a clear mind. But I guess um, yeah, I, I would uh, if I would uh, dream about it. I would uh, like to say that we have some kind of own product and uh, our own mm -hmm. design solution and. On that, we uh, could could uh, make a production line that is fully or mainly automated, I would say. Uh, but uh, as we are in project-based business, it's not the easy way to do it. Uh, I don't know if our clients even want us to do it because the, our clients are the designers of the equipment so far. So. So it's it's um, it depends where Stanku is uh, growing, but but I see that uh, that uh, the competition from the south is coming in mm. in a in a rapid pace. So and and Estank isn't uh, Estank in Estonia isn't gonna get cheaper as a as a place where to manufacture. So we need to we need to really grow and, and uh, develop and to, to be competitive. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we will gladly help, help you in that, that path also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe in the future, Estank will be something like a car automobile factory. So only robots working there or something like that. Yes. But it may take some years. And all the welders as operators. Yes, exactly. So, so uh, thank thank you for very very good discussions. Uh, I think our time is going going to the end. And um, is there something you want to share share with with our listeners? 
regarding business or other things? Well, I I would just like to say uh, I hope everybody stay healthy uh, on that difficult time that we have right now. I I guess uh, everybody is waiting waiting uh, this uh, situation to solve and and uh, start meeting and socializing in a normal way and get to travel, meet the clients, go on vacation and so I'm just mm-hmm. hoping everybody to to hang in there. Yeah, yeah, let's hope that the future will get more more brighter and and we will see the end of this this situation. We yeah. we would also like to like to see that happen in Peman. And uh, while we are waiting, waiting for that to happen, we are more than willing to, uh, let's say, continue our partnership with Estang and helping you and helping us to make more together. So, and of course, to all our listeners, we also want to want to say the same that together we can make more as as we have done with uh, with Estang. So thank you, thank you, Preet, for for joining us to this discussion and and. Uh, you never know if we have another podcast uh, we will probably con- contact you also for for another discussion so be prepared for that of course anytime thank you guys thank you please pema x talk podcast uh thank you our pema x talk listeners uh i think this was enough for for today's topic about how to make the transformation uh, to more automated way uh, if you are making components to to process industry and especially let's say pressure vessels and uh, and uh, other other related work pieces this will not be the last uh, podcast that Pemomek will broadcast from Loimaa so uh, please uh, stay tuned for for new upcoming uh, podcasts and of course we will inform inform about uh, new content in our webpage and also on our LinkedIn channel. Thank you, Jonas, and uh, thank you to our listeners. Make more together. <laughs>